Why settle for 7% returns from your 401k? Whether you're an experienced investor or new to the game, The Motley Fool wants to help you find great stocks. That's why they've created a report on a group of five stock picks for the next generation of investors. And it's free for all listeners at fool.com slash the number five stocks. From executive search to talent strategy, leadership development, rewards and succession planning, Corn Ferry can help you realize the full potential of your people. So you can take your business where it wants to go. Up. Learn more at cornferry.com slash up. Welcome to Game Plan. I'm Rebecca Greenfield. And I'm Sam Grobart. And this is our last episode of 2016. Goodbye, 2016. Yes, go away. Don't let the door hit you <laughs> on the way out, 2016. So we're going to spend this episode taking a look at some things to look out for in the workplace and work-related things in the next year. I got a question for you, Becca. Shoot. What would you say was the biggest issue in the workplace for 2016? Personally, I think that talking about sexual harassment in the workplace, it was talked about this year in a way that it hadn't been talked about in a while because of the high profile allegations and Roger firings. Ailes, presidential campaign, right. Donald Trump. That was huge. Yeah. The other thing that's huge and is something that we're going to talk about, um, I think, has been the push for parental leave that right. we've seen in that's a lot true. of companies. Still, right. a lot of people don't have it. But also the push for parental leave in that um, we don't talk about maternity and paternity leave as much. It's now this all-encompassing parental, parental leave. leave. Yeah. So those were the two biggest things for me. Well, I mean, I know I cover these things, but what about you? The death of Prince. <laughs> Affected me deeply in the workplace. Yeah, you probably lost some productivity, but also got some good tunes to listen to while working. I'm still working it out. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think that uh, more seriously, and thank you, by the way, for your sympathy. I think that automation, also something that we'll be talking more about later, given the discussion during the presidential campaign regarding jobs, uh, immigration kind of took the fore, but... There was also some acknowledgement that technology is advancing, making things more productive with fewer people. And I don't see that abating anytime soon. Yeah, it's it's not. And we'll definitely talk about that coming up. But yeah, those are some big issues. Other things that I wrote about was the rise of companies paying off your student debt as a new benefit that we're seeing. That would be nice. Which is interesting. Um, again, you have to work for all these benefits because... The labor market's tightening. They tend to happen in very competitive fields, so not they're very unevenly distributed. Right. Was something I saw. Also, another thing that's rising is bonus compensation. You mean just in the absolute, or as a proportion of as total? As a proportion comp? of total comp. I see. Something that is familiar to people who may work, you know, on Wall Street or at startups where they're granted options. You're saying that it's actually. Spreading to even more sort of ordinary yeah, employees. Yeah, because companies, it's a lot safer for them to offer bonuses instead of raises. Raises are something you can't really take away. They right. cost a lot of money every year. A bonus is something you can offer at once if you're doing well that year. Mm -hmm. And after the recession, companies are doing better, but they're still nervous. 
Um, sure. And so we're seeing a move towards bonuses. Well, that's been the year sort of in review. But yeah. as far as the year ahead, what is on your radar for 2017? So it's what I brought up as the biggest, one of the biggest things last year. And I think parental leave is going to be really big next year. Um, I just wrote a story about how American Express upped its parental leave. It didn't have parental leave before. It had mater- or primary and secondary leave, which is basically maternity and paternity leave. Now it offers this all-encompassing leave. It's 20 weeks of paid leave to any new parent of any kind. It's it's a big deal. It's They're doing it to attract employees and keep employees around in a competitive market. I've been pitched at least three more companies doing that since I wrote that story but the bigger story, I think, is going to be what if any legislation happens on this? That was going to be my question. Obviously, companies can choose to use this as a perk in a, in a competitive situation, but are there any laws being proposed or any activity that you've heard about going on right now that might take effect or at least gain steam during 2017? So. It was pretty unprecedented that a Republican candidate would run on paid family leave of any sorts, and Donald Trump, pushed by his daughter Ivanka, did that. Right. When he campaigned, he said that he would push for six weeks of paid maternity leave Okay. for employees whose companies don't already offer it. Right. Um, and it was going to be paid for by some rewriting of the tax code. I think it'll be interesting to see if this does go anywhere because Republicans have been so against any type of federal paid family leave. Remind me, are there any laws on the books at either the municipal or state level right now? Yeah, so that was a big story last year. San Francisco and New York State passed uh, bigger parental leave laws. New York State in 2018, that will be going into effect. So for you and me, Sam, who live in New York State. Um, and there Not are t- me, Jersey. Right. But if you Sorry. work in New York... You know, we already have the we have two kids. We're okay, done. no this kids. Is not for an Sam. issue. No anymore. kids for Sam. We're full. Yeah, so there are a lot of moves happening in states and cities. There are some states that have their own laws. That's cool. Yeah, it's great for families, but it's just so unevenly distributed, right. basically. And this is particularly true in terms of the kinds of jobs and the kinds of companies that are offering these perks. So if you work at um, McDonald's. Right, you're probably not getting. You're not going to get that family leave of any sort. Soft, software engineers, on the other hand, yeah, are probably fine. It won't really affect. They get all the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> tired of that. So yeah, I think that's a really big story to look out for. I I think it it'll be interesting to see if anything happens. I hope people ho- hold Donald Trump to this campaign promise, and I think that some people on the other side of the aisle are you know hoping to use this presidency to get something pushed through that they've been trying to make happen for a while. Sounds cool. So yeah, what's what's your number one thing? Well, I also just referred to this moments ago, but automation is clearly taking greater and greater hold in the American workplace. And when we think about automation, we often think of it in an industrial setting, um, large robots, if you will, working in auto plants. We've seen that now for a couple of decades, but we're beginning to see it appear in many other ways. Um, At the time that we recorded this, Amazon just successfully completed its first drone delivery to an actual customer. And according to the company, it only took 13 minutes from the time the customer ordered their product, which was popcorn, I believe. I was going to ask what the product was, and yes, yes, I think it was popcorn. And you can understand why. what you need delivered by a drone. I need it now. Yeah. It's Um, actually a weird thing to get delivered, because in 13 minutes, doesn't popcorn get kind of... 
Eh. I don't know, but it's certainly lightweight. Oh, wait, was it? Was it? it I was thinking it was been. popped popcorn. I don't but think it was pop- popped. <laughs> it might have already got still, it. Yeah. That would be awesome, though. Um, that's going to be like a new movie theater thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so obviously it's a lightweight product. Um, right. Easy to transport. Doesn't require a big heavy duty drone, which would not only be expensive, but also frightening. And that's just the, the tip of the iceberg. I think that, you know, we're going to see a lot more automation, particularly when it comes to software. And we're beginning to already see some of that. There's been a rise of companies, particularly when they're trying to communicate and interact with their customers with chatbots, so that you're just entering sort of natural language questions or requests through a messaging service. And then they're responding as if it's a human in this sort of like testing the Turing test kind of way. And that is going to have an effect on jobs. Yeah, I wrote about these chatbots, and they it's not even necessarily in customer service-facing roles, but some companies were using them internally and replacing job functions internally. So, for example, there would be like, um, you worked in a call center and you needed to, if you were normally, you would call in sick to your manager, but actually now you just do it with a chatbot. Right. Right. So, you know, there are efficiencies to be had, unfortunately, that might result in some jobs being lost. Right. And I know you said that most of the time we talk about this in manufacturing. I think it's obviously going to continue happening in manufacturing. Oh, for sure. I saw that um, that the carrier plant that Donald Trump made the deal with to keep some human jobs here in the U.S. and Indiana, they're going to be investing money that they're saving in research and development that they will use to automate jobs that will lead to further layoffs. So those jobs are continuing to go away. That's right. I mean, immigration isn't really the issue. It never really was the issue. The issue is going to be, what do we do when robots, be they big machines or lines of code, are able to do many, many things that we count on humans for today? Up happens when the power and potential of every employee and leader in your workforce is released. And Corn Ferry can get you there by aligning your people to your strategy, attracting, developing, engaging, and rewarding them to reach new heights. With Corn Ferry, you get a partner who truly understands people, leadership, and the new landscape of work. A partner who knows how to take your business up. Learn more at cornferry.com up. So, Becca, what's next on our list? So this is something we haven't talked about on okay. Game Plan yet, but I think a big thing to look out for will be minimum wage increases. Obviously a hot button issue over the past year. Are we going to start to see some of those changes take effect? Yeah, so uh, four states voted for minimum wage increases. Which four? Washington State, Arizona, Colorado, and Maine. They all voted for various different increases. So they're not all necessarily going to $15. No. So yeah, so the minimum wage... Uh, Fight for minimum wage increases is often talked about as the fight for 15, which is $15. It's a very catchy yeah. slogan. Sure. And there's a big movement of people. There was a protest at the beginning of December. Right. But yeah, so the minimum wage increases that happened, I don't I don't believe any of them made it to 15. Mm-hmm. Exact. None of the state ones. This is something that people have been talking about, and it's been gaining steam. Earlier this month, there was actually a win Mm-hmm. For people doing this, um, a group of New Jersey airport workers, they unionized and got a fifteen dollar minimum. That's great. How house. many how many workers are we talking about here? Eight thousand. That's a not insignificant number of people to suddenly get minimum wage. Yeah, right. Or even more than minimum. And wage symbolically, in this case. I think it's a right. It's a thing. It's happening. 
another thing that people say, especially um, the fast food companies, right? They claim that a higher minimum wage will lead to quicker automation and kill more jobs. See, I find a, a flaw in that argument because if higher wages lead to automation, well. Why aren't they just going to automation right. already? Like the higher wages should have nothing to do with it. Right. I mean, I guess they're they're saying we are automating a little bit. Like I think they're what I think at McDonald's you can order from more kiosks now. That's right. But they're like, if we have to pay more, we're just going to do it faster. Yeah. Although I have to say, if were I a sort of you know cold blooded rapacious CEO of McDonald's, I suspect I would want to be putting the kiosks in as soon as possible in as many places as possible. Mm-hmm. Using minimum wage as some sort of like cudgel doesn't seem to line up with just sort of business strategy. I mean, I wish you were the CEO of McDonald's. Obviously, they would be. Oh, man, super I'd fire profitable. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it would just be Robot Burger City. Yeah. So, I mean, that, these are the exact arguments and fights that are playing out now. But yeah, this, this movement is definitely gaining. Some steam, and I think in 2017, it'll be something to look out for. So, yeah. So, the last thing on our list is something that is very dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. We've discussed this from time to time, I believe. <laughs> the office temperature issue that so war. many of us have. Call war. it what it is. War. Yeah, it's a war. Um, I, you know, stereotypically as a woman, get cold. Right. Do you get warm? Yes. I like it, I like it cooler in the office. Right. And I presume you like it warmer. warmer. Right. So right. this is a, a perennial issue. And I predict in 2017 that maybe we're going to start to see the, the end of that, the end of the wars. You're crazy. What are you talking about? <laughs> so there have been a couple apps that came out or have come out in the last year where employees tell the app, you know, they're too cold, they're too hot, and the building will adjust. Okay. But also... The app is collecting all this data all the time, so people, so it knows how warm and how cold to make it for the people who sit there. So I feel like there are two sort of trendlets mm. embedded in what you're describing. First of all, it reminds me a little bit going back to our automation discussion. Right. right? If you are fortunate enough to work in an office where they actually will adjust the temperature, presumably that is done because you have placed a request, maybe over the phone, maybe via email, and a human being receives that and says, fine, move temperature. Or often they say, I'm not changing this because I got 10 competing requests, but yeah. That's right. That's right. But it's still a person who's making that decision. Of course, now that is being sort of outsourced to an algorithm. And then the other trend is the what we've already seen in our homes, which can be when you install a Nest thermostat or a competing product, right? The idea that enhanced and increased sensors can pull right. more information together and then software can sort of try to come up with some solution. Right. And that's another trend that I think we're going to start seeing in new office buildings. There will have these sensors built in, right? Um, which is slightly controversial because you don't want to be working surrounded by sensors. No. Because it's creepy. On the other hand... I do want to be warm. You want to be warm. And I and I will make a pro-sensor argument, which is that, first of all, that information doesn't necessarily have to be identifiable. Mm-hmm. It can just be, there is movement in this room. Mm-hmm. There is a person in this room. And the benefit 
makes buildings more efficient. And that obviously has some ramifications ecologically. Yeah. Buildings, That's why companies are doing that. Yeah, it saves it saves them money. Yeah. And buildings traditionally have been tremendously inefficient use users, if you will, of fossil fuels and other things. So some of these steps are actually quite good for the environment. I do have a question, though. Yes. What will we complain about in the summer, if not office air conditioning? Oh, sunlight. Sunlight. Yeah, yeah that's bright. the next Gotta frontier. Adjust the shades. Adjust the shades. Got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Yeah. I'm going to be pro shades up. Oh, no. Blackout. <laughs> Total. All the time. Can't wait for 2017. See you in the summer. And before we close out, we will do a final New Year's resolution. Half-baked takes. Half-baked takes. Okay, Sam, what you got? My lunch is the Achilles heel, if you will, of my diet. I'm here at work. I like to go out for lunch. I think lunch can be a useful break from the workday. Also, it can be obviously a time to conduct business as well. And I order too much food. Um, This is true, I think, whenever you go to a restaurant, right? You just get large portions, and then I proceed to eat all of it. Um, So my half-baked New Year's resolution is to try to get a better handle on my lunch, because I think my breakfast is pretty good, and my dinners actually are also reasonable, but it can just all kind of go to hell during lunchtime. It's hard because... You want that pick-me-up in the middle of the day. Yeah. It's like a little reward or something or yeah. an encouragement, but it maybe it doesn't have to be a cheeseburger. Definitely not. Yeah. How about you? Mine is to... I get a lot of emails as a part of my job. Me too. Obviously, 99% of them are not useful or interesting. None. But I skip 100% of them. And I think if I were slightly better about reading through my emails, mm-hmm. I wouldn't miss that 1%. Hey, Becca, what if there was a bot? Oh, my God. Is there? That could sort through your emails for you. I bet there is. By 2017, I'm sure that's there will right. be. Final prediction, bot reading your emails. Mailbot. And this has been Half Big Takes. Half Big Takes. Thank you for listening to Game Plan. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at RZ Greenfield. And I am at Sam Grobart. If you like the show, please head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast to rate and review and subscribe. It means a lot to us. It surely does. And to hear this show as well as many others from the Bloomberg Mothership, go check out our new consumer Bloomberg app. You can find that at Google Play or at Apple's App Store. Game Plan is produced by Liz Smith and Magnus Henriksen. The head of Bloomberg Podcast is Alec McCabe. We'll be taking a break next week so we can celebrate the holidays, but we'll see you in 2017. Merry, merry, happy, happy. Get the most from your people and send your business soaring with Corn Ferry. From executive search to talent strategy, leadership development, rewards, and succession planning, Corn Ferry knows up is more than a direction. It's your future. Learn more at cornferry.com slash up. Bienvenido a game plan. <laughs> Ahora en su bodega. Me llamo game Becca. Plan. 
Escucha 97.9, La Mega FM. Okay. I like how you guys press the button to let us know you're laughing. <laughs>